Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show. <laughs> we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Rocket Mortgage presented by Quicken Loans with you every step of the way for a seamless Mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS. At the end of the show, I got to ask Tom, the house I'm buying, they had a garage sale. Should I go over and buy all the stuff from them from their garage sale? Is that tacky? Someone who's not tacky, Rudy Carpenter. I told you we were going to continue to preview all Power 5 getting ready for college football season, even though Lima's in for me next week, as I'll be covering preseason football in the NFL. And that means that, well, he gets the best one because he gets the SEC. And I know everybody's upset about that comment, but Rudy's not upset. He knows that the Pac-12 is getting better and better and better every single week and every single year. And Rudy Carpenter joins us right now. Former quarterback, quarterback coach, Sirius XM Pac-12 contributor. Find him on Twitter at Rudy G Carpenter 12 or Rudy G Carp 12. Rudy, thanks for joining us today, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on. How hot is the seat that will, or the, excuse me, that Clay Helton sits on? You know, I think that's probably one of the more uh, interesting storylines in the Pac-12. Um, I think it's very hot, and I think it's very hot not just because of their performance, not just because of the lack of, of defense that they played or the lack of offense that they've played with over the last couple of years. I mm-hmm. think one of the main reasons why his seat is so hot is because guys like Mario Cristobal and the University of Oregon has been able to come down into Los Angeles and recruit all the top players. And that's just not something that USC and really UCLA is used to. Can I force an agenda on you, if I can? Possibly. <laughs> all right. So, say they fit. What would you think that, that USC finishes this year? Let's go the roundabout way. What do you think they finish? Oh, man. That's a tough question. I mean, they have a difficult schedule. If you look at USC's schedule, literally they don't have they don't have a stretch of games in there where you feel like these are all wins. It's mm-hmm. really the bottom half of USC's schedule where it gets to a weaker point. But, look, the first six or seven weeks, I believe, I mean, are all games that are very difficult. You might look at that BYU game and say, oh, that might be a win. I don't know. Going to BYU is very difficult. That crowd is is tough. The loyal fan base, it's loud. It's a road game, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but that's going to be a difficult game. Look, I think if Graham Harrell and the USC offense and JT Daniels can get it going, um, they do have they do have some good wide receivers. They can get it going. I think that they could be a, a, a eight, maybe nine win team. Ooh, okay. Then, uh, well, I was going to say never mind, but I'm still going to ask anyway because it starts out Fresno State, Stanford, then at BYU, like you said, Utah at Washington, bye week at Notre Dame. All right. So, what's it going to take for me to get Urban? What's it going to take for me to get Urban Meyer at USC? Let me foist it upon you. Let's go. What's it take? Oh my gosh, Urban Meyer to USC. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. I mean, it might be a great fit. Urban Meyer's been on the West before, obviously, the University of Utah. He can recruit anywhere. 
he's gone into Southern California and other places and gotten, you know, obviously kids to go to Ohio State. I love Urban Meyer. I guess it would just be politically on whether or not USC, their fan base, can feel like they, they, can, they can take him on. But, look, money talks. USC has money. If they offer uh, Urban Meyer a Dabo Sweeney or a Jimbo Fisher contract, you can best believe he's on his way to, the, to, to obviously, Los Angeles. I love asking questions that people aren't ready for. And, boy, that one threw you a curveball. Or you might have thought it was insanely stupid and you gave me the benefit of the doubt. One of the two, I'll take either one. You don't need to tell me. Listen, I, I like Rudy. I like Clay Helton. I think he's a good grind it out coach but man when I think SEC or excuse me when I think USC I think of bright lights beautiful cars women TV the whole thing movies all of it and I think of rock stars and and Urban Meyer's that type of guy Clay Helton is and I think if Clay Helton got fired he'd go and he'd lead a program and probably be good at that program but I just don't know if it's the fit that they want for USC well look and I mean I actually think uh, Clay Helton you know, dodged a bullet when Cliff Kingsbury left because ultimately I think a guy who looks like Cliff Kingsbury, a guy who acts like Cliff Kingsbury, a guy who carries himself and coaches like like Cliff Kingsbury is what the USC Trojans and that fan base might want. So I think that for Clay Helton, for Cliff to leave was was really a, a, a good thing for him. But I'm with you. When I think USC, I think Reggie Bush, I think Matt Leinart, I think Dwayne Jarrett, I think, you know, all of these players, Carson Palmer, Troy Polamalu, Every first-round, second-round pick, big-time NFL guy that they've had, I think literally feeling – I know what the feeling is like walking into the Coliseum with an Arizona State team and feeling like we have zero chance at winning this football game because these teams are just so deep. And when you watch USC now, it just doesn't feel like they have that same presence anymore. It doesn't feel like the same USC of old. And I know that that fan base, I know the administration there, wants to get back to that point. That's why I think this is a very interesting year for Graham Harrell. If you look at Graham Harrell as a player, he was very good in college. Obviously bounced around in college to Washington State with Mike Leach, learned a lot there. Last year at North Texas, put up a bunch of numbers. If Graham Harrell can get this offense rolling this year and put up the same kind of numbers he's been putting up, you can bet that all of the great athletes, especially wide receivers in Southern California, aren't leaving the state and aren't leaving USC. We got Rudy Carpenter joining us on the show, former quarterback, quarterback coach, Sirius XM Pac-12 contributor. Of course, you're listening to us more than likely on Sirius XM 206 on CBS Sports Radio. Rudy, who is the class of the Pac-12? Is it Utah and then maybe a couple other people? Or who do you think could go up there and take that championship? Yeah, I know people really love Utah. Obviously, Huntley is back. He's finally healthy. He's gained a little bit of weight, or actually quite a bit of weight. I think he feels good about his shoulder and staying healthy. I think that Utah has one of the best defenses in the entire country. Their defensive line is good. They got a couple DBs who are really good football players. They got an opportunity. But I, I really think that, you know, Oregon's got a shot at being good. Justin Herbert's a great player. They got a really good young freshman in Micah Pittman who is the younger brother of Michael Pittman from USC. He's in an outstanding camp. I think the University of Oregon probably has the best offensive line in all of the Pac-12. But look, there might be a, there might be a chance that at, at the end of the day, the, the, day, the Pac-12 has really ran to the University of Washington the last few years. And Jimmy Lake, in my opinion, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the entire country. He's one of the best defensive backs coaches. And don't forget, you know, they got Jacob Eason, who, while he was a true freshman starter at the University of Georgia, was a good player. Um, he's back home. 
and I think he's going to be ready to go. And if they don't start him, they got another good player in Hayner who can be a, a quality player. So I, I still think that this conference, until I, until shown otherwise, is going to run through the University of Washington. Rudy Carpenter joining us on the show. You're a former Arizona State, you're a former Arizona State Sun Devil. What did you think of what Herm Edwards did his first year? Are they out of the woods? Could they go on and be an eight, nine win football team, or is it still a little bit? Well, we got to get some more recruits in there and see where it goes. Yeah, they they have a lot of work to do. But I loved the first year of Herm Edwards. I, there was a lot of people around the country who laughed at that hiring. They didn't think it was a good one, but. So far, it's a good one. Look, I think that Herm feels like he's got some equity in the bank just because of the fact that they won more games last year than they were supposed to. They beat their rival in the University of Arizona. They beat Michigan State. They competed well in some other games. They had chances to win. Um, But, look, this year might be a little bit different. They lost Nikhil Harry. They lost Manny Wilkins. They lost some productive players for them, Rennell Wren on the defensive side of the ball. But I do think the Arizona State Sun Devils with Antonio Pierce – with Coach Gonzalez, and then obviously you've got uh, Marvin Lewis and Herm Edwards, who are defensive guys who, who are, who are going to put this defense in a good position to win. I think what it's going to come down to is can Eno Benjamin stay healthy because the offense is going to run through him. He's going to get 300 to 400 touches this year. He's got to stay healthy. And then they're going to need a playmaker to step up. Whether it's Brandon Ayuk or whoever it is, they're going to need someone to step up at the outside the wide receiver position. And then, look, I think the Arizona State team, probably more than anything, is going to have to figure out a way to decide on who their quarterback's going to be. Right now, they got a young freshman named Jaden Daniels who they really like. They got another young freshman named Joey Young who they like. Another young freshman named Ethan Long who's been playing quarterback and wide receiver. And they have this so-called incumbent who's played and started games before in Dylan Sterling Cole. I know Herm Edwards wants to make a decision soon. We'll see how it goes. I'll be shocked, especially the new rule where guys can play four games and still redshirt if we don't see all four of those guys play. Ultimately, I think the freshman, Jaden Daniels, will be the Arizona State Sun Devil starting quarterback. What did you think, uh, if Justin Herbert would have came out of the draft last year, where would he have gone? He probably would have went, you know, look, I, I think with Cliff Kingsbury taking the Cardinals job, I think, I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray were always a package deal. I think it's a Cliff's. Uh, uh, Kyler's a perfect fit for Cliff's offense. Cliff's been wanting him for a long time, um, so so I don't know. Look, I think that he probably would have been a first round pick. He might have been the second quarterback taken. He might have been the New York Giants guy instead mm-hmm. of Daniel Jones. But you know, ultimately, Justin Herbert's a uh, he's a physical talent. He's a big, strong kid. He's got a strong arm. He's an athletic kid. He's smart. Um, the word up there is he's been trying to really work at his communication skills been trying to work on his leadership style he's been trying to work on his decision making and being able to to be more accurate with the ball and be more anticipatory with the ball but I do think that outside of Dylan Mitchell last year there was not a receiver on that team that Justin Herbert really trusted I think this year he's got a little bit better group and again I think a lot of that is thanks to the young guy Micah Pittman who's gone up there and made an impact right away as a true freshman Rudy Carpenter joining us on the show. Well, I get a little bit nervous because he went back for a senior year. You coach quarterback, so this probably drives you up the wall. But when a guy goes back for a senior year for that extra year, we always seem to look for what's wrong with a guy instead of what's right for a guy. And it just puts, to me, more pressure on Justin Herbert. What solidifies him? You mentioned some of the things there. First, what do you think about that type of thinking? 
and looking for what's wrong. Second of all, what solidifies a little bit more, if you can, about where he could be maybe the number one overall pick next season? Yeah, he could. Look, look. I think that Justin Herbert went back for a multitude of reasons, but I don't know why that always makes people question somebody. I think that Justin Herbert genuinely likes college, but I also think some of the people don't talk about is the fact that Justin Herbert's younger brother's on the team, and I think he wanted to get a chance to play with him. Um, and I can't, I can't really blame him for that, but I do think it's a good opportunity for Justin to, uh, you know, obviously go back to school, get better, you know, get some more reps, practice, um, and then ultimately put put uh, a season together that, that he's proud of and one that he feels fulfills what he was trying to get done in college and then move on to the NFL. I don't mind the decision. I, I think it's a mature decision. I think it's a good decision. Um, and, I, and I think Justin Herbert's going to be a difference maker this year in the Pac-12. Rudy Carpenter with us on the show. Final one from me, Chris Peterson's comments about the transfer portal didn't go over very well. What were your thoughts? I love Chris Peterson. I do. I spent a lot of time with Coach Peterson. I spent a lot of time with Bush Hamden. I spent a lot of time with Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake was one of our coaches in Tampa Bay. But there is nothing that bothers me more than what Chris Peterson did. He should not have done that. I talked to Chris Peterson. I talked to their coaching staff about Colson Yankoff. They weren't impressed with him. They, they thought he struggled. They didn't think he was ever going to be a guy. Coach Peterson has made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. UCLA does not play the University of Washington for the next two years, and I think it's totally wrong that he wanted to do that. And I actually think this entire rule needs to be changed. We can't keep allowing coaches to leave for jobs whenever they want for millions and millions and millions of dollars in increase in their pay and then force players to sit out. It's ha- it happens a lot more than just Chris Peterson, and I really respect him. Scott Frost is doing it right now and did it last year at Nebraska, and I don't think it's right. Okay, let me ask you one more before I let you go. You've been so gracious to me. You ready? Yeah. Did you think the Urban Meyer question was stupid? Oh, I didn't think it was stupid. I mean, if you're USC, you've got to make a splash higher, and, and that, could be, that could be a big-time hire. I just don't know if politically in today's world they could really, they could really make that legitimately happen. Thank you. Now, now I can sleep tonight. Thank you very much, Rudy. <laughs> All the best, buddy. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy Carpenter, joining us on the show. Former quarterback, current quarterback coach, Series XM Pac-12 contributor. Find that guy on Twitter, at RudyGCarp12. Fantastic stuff from him. 855-2124-CBS. You better be ready to fire up the music when we come back there, Tom. Get the USC fight song going. I want to get ready for it. I got to make another plea again. Urban or somebody, somebody's out there. I'm telling you, if somebody's going to drive it, it's going to be me. Give me the keys to the bus. I'm going to drive it when we come back and also... If your culture in professional football centers around your head coach, you're going to fail. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Turn it up, Billy. 49-10 back in 2016, 45-7 in 2017, 56-21 back in 2018. It wasn't even close. A dormant rivalry, no more though, as Jeremy Pruitt and the Tennessee Volunteers, they're the new big boys on the block of the SEC, and Nick Saban has the Crimson Tide rolling again, all the way to number two, a reborn rivalry, we find out this afternoon, it's Tennessee and Alabama, it's next on CBS. 
then the cameras pile in and they go, Bryant Denny Stadium, 90,000 plus. And then they go into it, man. Am I getting closer there? Are we getting ready for college football, Tom? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's mixing genres a little bit, you know? Why? Well, because Jim doesn't do. The, I didn't try to do game. gym. I didn't try to do oh, gym. Oh, you were just saying I didn't it try up to do gym. Okay. No, 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 no. I didn't try to do no, gym. I'm, I'm ready. sorry. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Alabama. I can't do a good Vern. I can't really do it. Yeah, it's a tough one. That was my awful. Eli oh, Gold. it's gonna be so great. There's. I'm serious, and I know people because we're on CBS Sports, and people are gonna think this. Nobody does college football better than CBS. I swear to God. I swear to God. David Muirnick can come in here. And say you're fired, you're never on the radio again. I'd still go, you know what? You guys do a hell of a job with college football. I mean, I'm dead serious about that. Nobody does it better than the SEC on CBS. And they have that lead in, and you have that great, the voice. Even now, you know, and honestly, there were times where, you know, Gary would lead at first, but I, I, oh, God, I love him now. Gary Danielson telling it like it is. Just the whole thing, man. It's just good stuff. I can't wait. And I don't even get to preview the SEC next week. Lima gets to preview it. But I still can talk about the Pac-12, and I can still push my agenda. Are we ready to hit it? Hit it. Folks, if I have to do it every single week this year, I have to do it. I love Clay Helton. I think he'll be a good coach somewhere else. I hate to do this to you, USC fans. I have to root for you to lose. I have to openly root for USC to lose because I want it. I need it back. You're in L.A., and we just asked Rudy Carpenter about it, and at first I thought he might think it was a stupid, stupid question. He doesn't think it's a stupid question. I just don't think he was thinking about it. And we could say politically whether or not it makes sense, but folks, you are bright lights, you are glitz, you are glamour, you are red carpet, you're movie stars, you are music Stars, you are the type of people that people want to be. And for generations, you've been the school that schools want to be. And you've been the football program that football programs have wanted to be. And Clay Helton works really hard. But people don't want to be Clay Helton, and they don't want to go to USC. So because of this, I have to root against you against Fresno State because, oh, that week one loss would be fantastic. That would really get the ball rolling in that direction. And then Stanford and BYU, even though BYU has kind of sucked up the room here and there, I got to hope BYU gets you on the road. Hopefully the fabulous folks over at BYU will be loud and get into your face and they'll be able to come up with a loss because you need it. Every single Saturday, Fox Sports is going to be doing that college preview show. And they're going to be going up against who? Tom, they're going to be going up against what entity? ESPN, Tom doesn't want to say it, ESPN, and on college football game day, and I'm going to see Urban Meyer on that stage every single Saturday with big games, big rivalries, the pomp, the circumstance, the peanuts, the popcorn, the stale beer, the sodas, the waters, all the other things that you could possibly find in a concession stand, and I don't need to name anything else, and he is going to get that feeling again. You are the king of the Pac-12. You have gone dormant 
because you have forgot about being the king of the Pac-12. There was a time that Oregon couldn't hang with your stuff whatsoever. There was a time that UCLA wasn't fit to wash your compression shorts. And it could be that way again, but it's not going to be that way with Clay Helton. It's not going to be that way with anybody else. You got to go and be controversial, be star-studded, get a guy who's going to be hungry. I don't care what the doctors told him. This is the season. While there will be teams that play for college football glory, there will be programs that are on the rise and sadly on the fall. This is the season where we marry Urban Meyer in USC and make college football even that much more dramatic and interesting. I know there's a lot of baggage there. And everywhere he's gone, which in in big-time college football anyway, I don't think they had any real problems at Utah or Bowling Green. Anywhere he's gone in big-time college football, controversy has followed. Jim Harbaugh is not wrong about those comments. And you might have controversy that follows you. And you might have a couple of kids who might be questionable. You might have a couple of kids who get arrested. But that's still no bigger problem than what you have with a lot of other college football programs out there that are trying to win. Are you trying to win? Are you serious about winning? Or do you just want to be nice again? Because being nice doesn't fill up the Coliseum. Being nice doesn't get you the kids from modern day. Being nice doesn't get you anything in the type of conference and the type of level of football that you're to compete in. You like this song. You love this song. This song means something to you. The problem is it doesn't mean anything to anybody across the country anymore. No longer does it strike fear. No longer does it inspire hate. You could make that happen again. Stop fiddling with skated out on his leather ass, Clay Helton. Send him to a program that he'll do fine at to a program that actually responds to him, that he can have help at, and go get yourself the coach that you're supposed to get. Go get Urban freaking Meyer. You got plenty of doctors over there. He's sitting there at 54 years old. You think he wants to sit there on the sidelines anymore at 54 years old? You think he just wants to watch football from now on at 54 years old? That's a guy who could live till he's 97 or 100-plus years old. You think that guy wants to sit there for half his life wondering what if? Go and be great again. Play big boy football. Recruit at the highest level. Steal some players from Ohio State. Get yourself back to where you're supposed to be in the Pac-12. Win and get back to the college football playoff. There were a lot of people who didn't like what happened with Pete Carroll. Well, he broke this rule, and he had that NCAA violation, and he had Will Ferrell at practice, and they threw dummies off the top of a building to scare everybody. Well, you know what he also did? He won. Matt Leinart was a flop in the NFL. Matt Leinart was a king at UC, USC. Mark Sanchez, flop in the NFL. He was the glory of everything at USC. USC makes stars. USC is supposed to be a star. Stop fiddling around and grinding it out out in the fields, trying to eke out a living and praying for rain and trying to grow that corn. Leave that to Clay Helton. Put Clay Helton in the middle of America. Your glitz, your glamour, you're the whiskey a go-go. You're USC. 
And it's time to go out and get a guy like that. It's time to go bring in Urban freaking Meyer. Tom, do you disagree? I don't. It's complicated. Urban Meyer's my favorite football coach ever. He took my Florida Gators to heights that I'd never seen a team that I'd rooted my for in any My Florida sport. Gators. That's interesting. My I favorite. never knew that. What? Yes, you did. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's the only yeah, team well. I root for that really has ever won anything. And they were unbelievably good. I can't even describe how good this team was. Yeah, and then they were. he, you know, obviously we all know everything that happened since the high point at Florida with him. It's hard for me now to publicly root for him. But there's no doubt that if you went to USC, it would help USC immediately become relevant again. It would help the Pac-12 immediately oh. become relevant again. That man is a rocket ship who doesn't lose. If he becomes your coach, you're going straight to the top, baby. Could you imagine that cold-blooded machine recruiting for you? Going back into Ohio? Because, you know, that's the thing with Urban Meyer. And there's Ohio State fans. I swear to God, Tom, they actually do believe this. Oh, Urban won't recruit. He won't recruit in Ohio. Mm-hmm. If there's a four star, if there's a five star and they're ranked fourth and fifth, well, he'll just keep the guy in, in, in California. I've been told this. I swear to on, on my children, I've been told this by people in the know that believe that, that Urban Meyer would somehow not recruit in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, the same school that threw him under the bus that he grit his teeth through in his press conference to announce he was going to suspend himself for three games, the same school that he had a problem with Gene Smith, the same school that he's always had a problem with because they made him look not very good at the end of his tenure there, the same school that maybe he had to walk away from a little bit too soon and he might have a little bit of bitterness about that, that same school. But he wouldn't recruit against Ohio kids, no. Oh, he's coming. He's coming for your Ohio kids. Oh, my God, is he ever? You fools! It's Urban Meyer. He does not care. He is there for one thing, for winning. He's the one who broke into the Big Ten, breaking oh, all their God, recruiting yes. rules. And got yes. like, yeah, D'Antonio got all upset at him. And yes. he got in a whole thing about how I don't care if about your yes. soft commits. I don't care about your soft commits. I'm taking your kids. That's what's going to happen, too. You're right. Absolutely right. Yes. Ohio Stop. will still be a pipeline for I USC. I got all these, and all these fools on Twitter. And Go ahead. 855-2124-CBS. I got fools getting in about this. Chuck Meadows. Ken, you dodo. What if Shelly Meyer tells her husband that she, if he accepts a USC head football coaching job, she would divorce him and get everything? You really think she's going to do that? You really think she believes that? You really think she would leave her husband? What a bizarre comment. What a bizarre comment. You people. This is what makes college football so much fun. You guys swallow and believe this crap. You don't even do it in the NFL anymore. There was a time. We used to believe that there were rivalries in the NFL, and then that all went away, and nobody cared anymore. And we used to believe this in the NBA, and that all went away. And now there's like one left in Major League Baseball, but if the Red Sox are just going to let Mookie Betts go, then nobody's going to care then either. Well, they still probably care, but it still won't be as good as what it was. Football's the last thing where you guys just, with both spoons, just eat this garbage up all day long. You really think Urban Meyer's going to just stand there and watch these games and and be in a booth and everything's going to be fine? He's not going to be dying to get back in there? Bruce Arians said he was going to have a heart attack at any time two years ago. Where's Bruce Arians right now coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You can always get a second opinion, and if you don't like that, get a third opinion or a fourth opinion from any one of those doctors. This is America. You can do anything you want. Yeah, Shelly Meyer, I'll divorce you, Urban. I'll divorce you if you take a $10 million a year contract. I'm going to divorce you. I'll leave you and take the children who are all grown up. You're in nuts. Los Angeles. In, lo- in Los how, Angeles. How could you move to Los Angeles? 
California where we could live in the hills and I could be friends with movie stars and make an appearance in a Will Ferrell movie. Urban, you can't do that to us. No. Grow up. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 855-2124-CBS. Toll-free lines brought to you by Geico. Folks, I got some great news for you. You can save 15% or more on car insurance by switching to Geico. I got even better news for you. The call takes 15 minutes. Call Geico or go to geico.com. Either way, you're saving time, you're saving money. This is better than anything else. I loved it. I really do. The, 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 I do like this. College football fans, you are the you are the last hope of great rivalry. You really are. Because we're too smart for everything else. We're as as sports fans, we're just too smart. In the NBA, we have and it's I hate this, and let me let me let me just take a, a bit off the beaten path here. If LeBron James I want to put something in your head. If LeBron James and the Lakers win an NBA title, you're gonna hate this when I say it now. And I know you do, because I might. But trust me, in 20 years, there's going to be a different conversation. You don't believe, and you won't believe, any arguments about LeBron being the greatest of all time if he wins a championship with the Lakers. I'm going somewhere with this. Just please come with me. We're going way off the road here. You won't believe me when I say LeBron's the greatest of all time if he wins a championship with the Lakers. In 10 years, your kids will believe that. He will have won four championships with three different organizations. Those teams did everything they could to placate LeBron. They changed everything that they felt right for LeBron. And he answered that with a championship. The reason I say Michael's not as good as LeBron, me personally, I don't even believe what I just said, but me personally is, yeah, Michael stayed, six, won six championships. They gave him what he wanted in, in Chicago he stayed there. There was maybe a little bit of a minor flirtation, we find out, with the Knicks, but really nothing serious. And they won six championships in two separate cases, even though it was during the same generation. But they won two they won six championships in two separate parts of the parts of the decade with the same guy. Michael being the leader, Michael's the greatest of all time. But now we're so pro player and we're getting so used to player X, he's part of the one percent. He chooses where he plays. Kevin Durant. Not an Oklahoma City Thunder, not a Golden State Warrior. He, in a year, he's going to be a Brooklyn Net when he comes back from injury. LeBron crisscrosses the country. We'll look at the barnstorming issue much different in the future. Your children, your son who likes basketball is going to look at that much different. He never saw Michael play. He saw LeBron play. He saw teams put a lot of pressure on LeBron, and LeBron respond every single time. He will have seen, because if the, if the Lakers are going to win anything, he will have seen LeBron put together another incredible effort. Your son will make that argument. And so what that's done is that's hurt rivalries in the NBA. Celtics-Lakers, that was the creme de la creme at one point. Now, yeah, you both just got to be good. And if you're good, you'll find a rivalry. The Lakers and Golden State Warriors were one of the most heated rivals in professional sports for four years, and then that totally went away when LeBron went away. And they'll never be rivals again. Professional football, you got some historic geographical rivals. Yeah, in Cleveland, we hate Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hates us, but won a rival for 20 years. The Browns weren't any good. Baltimore, the Browns weren't any good. You got to be good. Kansas City and Oakland. Well, Oakland's got to be good. Kansas City's great. 
But in college football, what makes it so much fun is that I say something like Urban Meyer, and boy, you guys just get all worked into a shoot over it. And I'll start talking about Dabo Sweeney, and people start getting ripped up about Dabo Sweeney and start talking about Alabama. You still believe it. That's what's so beautiful about it. You legitimately think because you're a college football fan of one certain team, you're a better all-around person than the college football fan of the other team. And I love it. I really do. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put anybody down. I love it. But I will put it down on this because it's laughable when it comes to Urban Meyer. Well, Ken, if Urban Meyer goes back to college football, if he goes back and coaches USC, his wife will divorce him. Okay. Yeah, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna send her over the edge, huh? How much money, Tom? Real quick, how much money you think could be in that contract for Urban Meyer at USC per 40, year? Give me a, forty, four years, forty or five years, fifty, something like that. I think ten, ten a year is right. Th- you think they could give him twelve, maybe? Possibly, yeah. Especially if he months. was really like coy about it. Like I, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I'm retired. Oh. My heart. Uh, twelve. Okay, twelve. Okay, twelve, 12 five. Yeah, $12 million a year to live in Los Angeles, California. Now I'm leaving you, Herb. I don't know if my now family wants you. to move to Southern so, California. So we mm. lived on a shoestring together. We lived on a shoestring together in, in in Bowling Green, even though still you probably made decent money in Bowling Green just for the area. But as an assistant and as a general, as a as a graduate assistant, and then eventually as an assistant, and then you become you become the head coach at Bowling Green, and then at Utah, and that's all well and good. And then at Florida, and you leave under certain circumstances, and then at Ohio State, and then you had the heart issue at Florida, you had the head issue at Ohio State. But again, you can always find a doctor to give you a second and third and fourth opinion. This is America. But now, oh, now I'm going to leave you, Evan. This is the final straw. Let's see that during college football season. Let's see them in their home together all the time during football season while Urban quite literally mopes around. You don't think it bothers Urban Meyer to not be in charge of a major program anymore? It's got to bother the hell out of him. And I think a no better place for him to go. If he went back to the SEC, it's who cares? Like Alabama's out of the question. Clemson's out of the question in the ACC. You're not going to go. What is he going to do? Is Jim Harbaugh going to go to the NFL? Is he going to go to Michigan? Well, that'd be one hell of a story now, wouldn't it? But that's not going to happen. Notre Dame is a possibility in a couple years. Maybe wants to take a few more years off. But, man, I can't think of a better situation. Los Angeles, California, great big city, second best media outlet. Well, arguably the best media market in the country because they make movies there. You can argue it. So good. So good. It's so perfect. And you and it would make college football that much better, make Ohio State fan angry and confused. It'd be so good. I'd love it. I'd love him to go back. And good God, Ohio State winning the Big Ten possibly with Ryan Day as the head coach. Urban Meyer, the USC Trojans coming back from the from the from the grave back into the college football playoff and say they meet in the semifinal or, God forbid, the national championship game. Ryan Day, the student versus the teacher. Ohio State, USC, the old days of, of John McKay and, 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 and Woody Hayes. Tom, seriously. You're fired up. I you're at least at 6 o'clock right now. Don't tell me you're not. 
I like okay. the, I like the idea. Look, he was he's or been I should inv- say three look, o'clock. Ken, he's been involved in some serious problems. He represents basically the yeah. worst aspect Very, of yeah. separating football from real life and thinking that yeah, you can yeah, coach a yeah. program in a bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that Notre Dame is his choice A, but I think that Notre Dame, as ridiculous as this is, we know what Notre Dame stands for. They morally cannot offer him the job. And <laughs> USC is at the other end of the moral spectrum. They absolutely morally can and would. So and makes I it think even it's better. a place that he Yeah, I think it's the That's only what makes option. it even better. Dude, I think still, it's the only place left for him that he could still, go. We still believe morals actually apply in this scenario. We he wouldn't they, they, take an SEC job. It's too much work. The, exactly. He wouldn't take the, an ACC job. They don't matter. It's, uh, not it's to be, but it's true. It's 17-year-old athletes. It's Los Angeles, California. It's major movie stars, people all over the country flocking to your place. It's shooting fish in a barrel. You'll you'll have you'll have Chip Kelly fired in 3 years. It's so perfect. Just take the damn job. Get Clay Helton out of there and take the damn job. I got one more thing to finish up before we go. I played this. I played the speech at the beginning of the show. I don't think I have time to end the show with it. I think Antonio Brown doesn't want to play football anymore. I think that he's giving himself many hoops to jump through. I think he's self-sabotaging. I don't think he wants to do it. And it's on Antonio Brown, whether or not he wants to play football or not. Steelers fans are doing a victory lap. I think you're right, but I don't think you're really right until you make the playoffs again. You're not justified. You might be right, but you're not justified yet. You'll be justified when you get into the NFL playoffs this year. But for John Gruden and the Raiders, if this isn't any great big warning sign where you should give the five-day letter like Tom brought up earlier in the show and wash your hands of this and try to move on, This is the problem of when you believe in yourself too much. This is what terrible organizations do. This is what the Browns did for years. You'd bring in a new head coach, and you'd get excited about that head coach. If you don't have the players, you're not going to do it. This is what people get tripped up about when it comes to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. If Bill Belichick doesn't have Tom Brady, there's no Belichick aura. There's no Patriots way. He needs Tom Brady. He needs a legend. To be that way for 20 years, you better have that quarterback. That is not going to do anything over a long period of time. And John Gruden, if your culture is your head coach in the NFL, you're not going to win many games. You can't just put a head coach out there, and that's it. You have to have talent. You have to have that guy. And if Derek Carr ain't that guy, you can give as many speeches as you want. You can be in as many commercials or or be on TV as many times as you want. You're going to do the same thing you did last year and the same thing the organization has really done for the last 20. That's lose. Big thanks to everybody in New York. The great Andy Gresham. Next, I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend, friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.